Welcome everybody to the Spiritual Business Academy podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Laffin. In this podcast, I teach you how to run a spiritual business in full alignment with your spiritual gifts and in an abundant way. Today's guest, you might've already heard it, is my sister, Hillary Lester. She has her dogs with her, so there might be dogs throughout the podcast episode. We welcome all canines here. Um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how Hillary stepped into her gifts as a spiritual healer, as a spiritual medium, and her story is just so compelling, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on. Not only is she my sister, she's also the newest coach in the Spiritual Business Academy, and she will be taking over my role of coaching here over the next couple of months while I go on maternity leave. I am 38 and a half weeks pregnant at the time of this recording, which is June 29th, 2022. And so Hillary is a fantastic coach. She is actually my first mentor in connecting with spirit, whether she knows that or not. Um, we've talked about it, so I know she knows it. Um, but Hillary's gifts um, developed, at least from my understanding, early on. And um, I wanted her to come on today to share her story with the development and the ebb and flow of, of these gifts, of accepting them, of uh, turning them into a business, and all of the emotional, amazing things that happen with that transformation. So Hillary, please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Um, tell us a little bit about your business, what you do. Hillary is also a life coach and um, a musician. So tell us all the things. Emotional is right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, Kayla and I just had a quick coaching session where she coached me and I just shed a couple tears, which is just how this um, kind of journey goes. <laughs> yes. A huge part of being um spiritually connected I believe at least for me is being 100% connected to my emotions and ready to let those flow at any time and oh it just feels so good to have a good cry but a little bit about me um like I said you might hear the dogs they're I believe they're very uh, much a part of my spiritual journey and along with those emotions my dogs are the first two to come up to me and cue me that I'm upset or something is going on which is really big for me um but yeah, a little bit about who I am. I currently work full-time, but that's not all about me. I, um, I'm a musician. I'm a life coach. I'm a spiritual medium. I have kind of a wild um, journey to how I got where I am. Um, originally, I started off in engineering. I was like, you know what? That's the smart thing to do. That's what society's told me to do. I'm going to go get that engineering degree. Um, which kind of ties into that emotional element I was talking about earlier. Um, when I was doing engineering, I felt very closed off. Um, I know some people make a wonderful career out of it, but I found very early on that that just wasn't going to be for me. Um, it just didn't allow me to connect with who I was, um, even though it did. It was very satisfying to um, work my scientific brain. Um, yeah, very, very quickly in early on um, with engineering, I decided to switch over to music. I got a degree in music composition at the University of Montana, decided I or learned very quickly that I was going to feel all the feelings in my music degree, which very much aligned with who I am as a person and very much aligned with my, my spiritual journey as well. 
which kind of allowed me to open up um, to my deeper gifts and kind of the deeper sensitivity around me, which is very empowering. I don't know if I quite answered that question. <laughs> who I am. I just do so many different things. It's funny. I also do jewelry. I um, love gemstones. Love gemstones. Decided to do jewelry with it. I wire wrap. Um, I work with just all different gemstones. I just love the feeling that I get with them. So I do that on the side. And then I also do spiritual readings and life coaching and just kind of multi-passionate multi is um, a, a word I would use to describe myself. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That's so big right now in the collective. I feel like a lot of people are embracing that they don't have to just put themselves in one box and they can only be one person, which is honestly one of the reasons also why I have you as a coach in the Spiritual Business Academy, not just because you're my sister, but because you do um, lead this example of living this life of multi-passionate entrepreneurship and what that means. And I think that's really important for us as spiritual healers and those of us called to be in the spiritual space is often in our businesses and early development of our gifts, there is this time where we, we almost, we are multi, like, we're always going to be multi-passionate, but that's how we support ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with being this person who is working a job, running a healing business, doing a life coaching business, running music. I mean, I think a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's why, you know, a lot of, a lot of the old way of thinking might be um, that that is you know, not going to get you on your path. But I would argue you're doing all the things you love <laughs> and how great is that? And you're learning how to make them abundant, which is what we teach on in the Spiritual Business Academy is that helping yourself support yourself through that abundance. And sometimes that is this multi-passionate um, facet and you're crafted with light is Hillary's uh, jewelry business. And as someone who used to sit at the farmer's market with Hillary when she was 17, 18 years old, she has come so far and I wear her pieces all the time. And people are like, Oh, where'd you get that? What store did you get that from? What, that must be a designer piece. And I'm like, Oh, this is my sister's. So I do encourage, don't I like, here's a word of caution. If you follow crafted with light, you will want to buy everything <laughs> on crafted with light. And the name Crafted with Light is very intentional. You can tell us a little bit really quickly about Crafted with Light and kind of how that name got spurred for you. I've um, had so many different jewelry names over the years. Um, and I look back at them. I found some old business cards the other day and had a good laugh. Um, but Crafted with Lights, um, I sat and I meditated on that name and I asked Spirit for a very long time, like, what is the name of this? And I just kept seeing this over and over um, and I, I love the idea that when I'm working with a gemstone or if I'm wrapping something or I'm putting some together for earrings, it very much doesn't feel like it comes from me. And it feels like I'm tapping into this larger, beautiful, creative energy, with, which often looks like light for me. And so it just felt very natural that that phrase kept coming to me. And then that became the, the name of my jewelry business. Yeah, there's so many of us healers who all, who connect with not only gemstones, but creation in general. And so I think it's really powerful that you let that shine through. Um, and I've heard this from others who, who do have this creative side and who are making and the art of making. It's like 
it's spirit making. It's not me doing the work, which it's coming through you, right? Which is so powerful. Um, and I think that's a thing that we can ignore as spiritual healers at times too, because we do have this creative side that is making products, that is making uh, art in the world or, or something in the world. And so I think it's really powerful that you embrace that side and call it um, part of your business. Um, because I think um, we get stuck on this idea. Oh, I'm just a medium or I'm just a jewelry maker. It's like, I'm a medium jewelry maker. <laughs> <laughs> let's well, do both jewelry, jewelry maker music composer slash, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know I heard that on this um podcast a while back it was something to the effect of like um when like Rihanna goes to announce herself she doesn't have to like put what she is in front of that yeah. right and not yeah. just because she's Rihanna but because she's Rihanna like I don't have to tell you all that I own a makeup. Is it Fenty? Is her Fenty. company? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to tell you that I'm a singer. And I also have, a, like, I'm an entrepreneur on top of that, right? Like, so I think when we go to market and brand ourselves, it's like, I'm Hillary, right? I'm Kayla. This is what, this is what I am. This is who I am. And, and you get to embody all parts of who you are, not just the, um, I like, for some reason, the, the Tide product label just popped in my head. Like you're not just Tide uh, laundry soap, right? You're so much more than that. Um, so let's get into um, your story with um, kind of discovering your spiritual gifts. This is a really powerful story that I want told um, from you because it started, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of in childhood. Um, and then kind of developed throughout college and kind of stepped away from it for maybe a year or two or a couple of years in there. And now you're back. So what's going on? Tell us all yeah. the things about your spiritual gift development and your journey with um, mediumship. Oh, man. So my um, like ebb and flow comes to mind with that. Um, there's been very, I've, I've always known since I was a kid that I was connected, if that makes sense. Like, even when we would go to church, um, I was always, I always struggled a little bit. Um, we both, Kayla and I both grew up Catholic, but I, I always struggled a little bit in church because I would feel that connection in a very different way than it was offered to me and service and mass and described. And um, often the way it was described felt very um, much like somebody on the outside looking in and they're saying, you should feel this and you'll feel it like this. And if you don't, that's not, you're not feeling it the right way. And I very much had my own connection and kind of thought they were all full of shit. <laughs> I don't know if I can cuss on here, but kind of felt they were all full of crap. Um, you can, I, you can. <laughs> from, just from being at this little kid, like, oh no, I experience it this way. And like, of course I see these things. And of course I um, feel this way. And um, often there's just a lot of fear tied around that in the Catholic church. And I think um they have this idolization of people that do have these connections but they're they're often martyred and they don't live very great lives and i think as a as a small kid um taking in all those stories i was like okay i definitely don't want to come forward with this because look at all these other people that came forward with this were persecuted and then you know just had this horrific life <laughs> so i was like a little kid i was like oh if i just stay quiet um we'll just keep this under wraps and then we don't have to deal with it. That sounds great. Let's do that. Um, but as a kid, I would just sense energy and it was often rooms. Um, 
and Kayla was sensitive to this as well. I think I maybe just opened myself up to it more and more as the years went on, um, or at least talked about it a little bit more. <laughs> I was ready to share, share it at an early age, but um like for example we'd go in in these antique shops in texas we both grew up in texas and um i would just get creeped out by certain objects and other objects i felt were fine and i remember thinking that as a kid like nobody else is paying attention to this like why would the shop owner have this chair if, if they knew how creepy it was <laughs> like what's wrong with these people um so just little things like that where i kind of kept it to myself um but kayla and i would share which felt comforting she'd be like oh yeah that thing's terrifying like let's stay away from that and we'd walk to the other end of the store together um i remember getting like specifically getting anxiety in yeah, and teach oh, yeah. up like going in yeah yeah go on i'm glad you brought up anxiety because i think um a lot of our spiritual gifts when we're manifesting them, especially in this Western culture where we don't talk about these things, um, or if you do talk about them, there's that risk of like, I'm going to be ostracized and live this weird life, or, you know, people are going to label me as crazy and, um, or I need to have this experience the way they want me to have this experience, um, which can manifest in the body as anxiety. And so, you know, as I got older, um, still stayed sensitive to that energy like rooms and places would creep me out how certain houses and spaces would creep me out um which as an adult now i'm like oh yeah there's just that spirit in there we should help it if it wants help um, it's very natural to me to be like oh yeah do you want that space cleared let's do it um but yeah as a kid was very much afraid of it um you know when you get as i was getting older into my teenage years um kind of came to a more volatile crossroads where it was like, I, I feel these things happening to me. Um, I don't know what to do with them. And there's no handbook for, for this, especially in Catholicism. It was like, I could take this path of maybe talking to somebody spiritually higher up who's not equipped to, to help me at this moment in their life. Or I can just continue to keep these things quiet and only talk about them. Um, and those really rare moments where I feel okay to share that part of me which was with my with my family first and foremost but i didn't feel comfortable talking about it with my friends and uh, when i was a teenager i started to experience more of one of my larger gifts which is helping souls cross over and in order to help a soul cross over you you become aware of them and then you become aware of this need that they have where they're they're looking for some sort of help or guidance um, but as a teenager, I didn't know any of that. And it was just, I felt spirits around me all the time. <laughs> it was, creeped me out. I had anxiety around it. Um, a lot of the time it would just manifest as like, my body knows there's something here, but my mind's refusing to accept that. Or it was my body and mind, like my body knows, my mind knows, but my conscious is like fighting that with all its might because I'm terrified to share this with other people. Like, hey, do you sense that thing in the corner do you sense that person or like um these th experiences would happen to me kind of anywhere and one of the biggest things that gave me solace as a teenager is i would journal a lot we had a an english teacher that was very big on us being able to journal and we had to like free write so many pages and then hand them in she just checked like oh yep you're creative writing great and so often i'd write about my experience in there and every now and then i'd get a note where like She'd be like, are you okay? What's going on? 
and I was just like, no, these are just creative stories. I love, I love ghost stories. So I'm, I'm just trying my hand at writing ghost stories and um, kind of passed it off that way. The other big component of this um, was I started becoming aware of past lives of mine, um, which I think is a very underrated experience that a lot of us have. Um, one of my favorite things to do with people who, who are non-believers or who maybe are more on the skeptical side, I don't know if non-believers is a strong term, but um, as I tell them, like, well, when you look at world history and you think about anything you've learned about, what do you connect with? And everyone always has an answer and they'll be like, oh, I connected with like the Greek blah, 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 or like, oh man, ancient China was cool as shit. And I really like blah, 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 and, which just fascinates me because you think about it and you, you shouldn't have these connections with these places. And yet you feel it, you feel it so deep in your soul that when asked that question, you have an immediate answer and you're like, oh, I was in ancient Egypt. It was like, yeah, that totally happened to me. And then you're like, wait, where did that come from? Everyone always that moment of like, ah, I never thought of that before like that. That's interesting. Um, and so for me, one of the big things that also was going on at this time of A, I'm feeling these spirits, but B, I felt this deep connection to World War II and specifically the Holocaust, um, which I was terrified to talk about because you don't want to, you just don't want to put yourself in the society we've grown up with. You don't want to just put yourself in that victim shoe of like, Hey, I think this happened to me. Um, it just wasn't something I felt comfortable enough with, but yet at the same time felt very deep in my soul had happened to me. And along with all of these spiritual experiences, I was starting to get memories that were coming back. Um, and not in a way, I remember sharing with a couple of friends, um, just kind of casually of like, you float that idea of like, do you believe in past lives? And they're like, uh, no. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, me neither you know just you know have you ever had like a memory but didn't that you knew wasn't from this life but also like in your brain it's filed under that memory section of like this is a memory I just happen to know it's not from this timeline <laughs> um and so a lot of that was coming up for me uh eventually I did tell my mom I think I was 16 when I first told my mom and she was very accepting and very loving and very open about it um which was huge for the 16 year old that was wearing black and writing about ghosts <laughs> was just very feeling tortured on the inside. Um, to which she said, she's like, well, you cried all the time as a kid. So I, I just, I always felt you'd had some trauma before coming here. And I, I didn't know if I had caused that or what. And, um, we just had this really great conversation about it when I was 16. So I kind of, Put all that I tried really hard to so that was kind of more the open part of my childhood um when I was 17 18 trying to pick a college decided to choose engineering as I talked about earlier um chose that because I was just really free and I didn't know what else to do my dad was an engineer I grew up 40 miles away from a fantastic engineering college um and just thought it was very natural it's like hey I'm good at the math and sciences we'll go into that um in that mindset for me though in that engineering mindset that calculating data all the time was very good at it but i learned very quickly that i i don't feel anything when i'm doing it like spiritually emotionally because i was like working very hard to shut all of those areas down because the science the sciences are very um data driven and data oriented and i think biology kind of differs from that where you get to theorize and 
study life in a more meaningful, beautiful way. But for me, calculus, chemistry, physics, which is what I excelled at, it's all data. It's, it's, I have this equation, I'm going to work to solve it. Boom, next. Or like, yep, we've got this chemical, we're going to do this with it. Blah, blah, blah. Boom, solved. Um, or at least that was my experience with it. And realized, you know, I remember by Christmas of my first um, semester in, I was just feeling not like myself. I felt very cold. Um, in high school, we we did a lot of musical activities. Um, felt drawn to music from an early age. Kayla and I sang in choirs together. In high school, we still were singing and in engineering. I, I got to where I couldn't even listen to music because it took up too much mental space in my brain. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to remember this like calculus data. I don't have time to listen to Pearl Jam on the radio, which became this huge red flag for me of like, okay, I love music so much. Um, and now I'm stuck in the this cold science area that just doesn't fit my life. It doesn't fit this emotional, spiritual side of me. And um, I just didn't feel authentically aligned with who I was. So um, luckily spirit always comes through. And the way that they do this is usually through these little hints or nudges and thoughts. Um, I think often we describe this in our society as our souls coming out and our soul starts to pull us on this journey. Um, the way I feel it is like this thread in my chest just pulls me forward and it, it pulled me very much to Missoula. And there was a time in my second semester in engineering where I was spending more time looking at programs of other things I could be doing than my actual engineering homework, which um, felt like another red flag. And so I, I felt called to go do music, um, which completely changed my life. Music is very much the opposite of engineering and that you are really having to tap into your body and use that as your instrument. I studied voice, um, which is a very physical um, experience where you are conveying emotion, you're conveying text, you're singing, you know, it's a full body experience that's really powerful. Um, but for the engineering student that was shutting these parts of our lives down, it was very much this, um, what do they say? There's that phrase of like, I, I want this to happen with peace and ease. And this, you can ask these awakenings in your life to happen with peace and ease. Well, this very much did not happen with peace and ease for me. It was this, um, very violence not the right word but it felt just catastrophic for me to to have this huge schism open up and of like hey you're on this unemotional side to you're gonna cross the bridge to feeling all your emotions here feel the the things you haven't felt in 20 years <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> uh, but music ended up changing my life um studied music composition which i'd never written music before prior and even since leaving my music composition degrees, I still feel there's music brewing inside me. I just haven't felt called to write quite like I did when I was writing at that time, um, which as a multi-passionate individual, who cares? I know I'm going to get back to it at some point in my life. Um, it doesn't have to be 100% of my identity, which I once thought um, was powerful. But yeah, so I did music. Um, my second year of music school, which was my third year in college, um, I very much became aware of the spirits again and was getting these people, I say people, but um, we'll call them spirits, these spirits that were following me, these souls that needed help crossing over. And 
I was at this very sensitive stage where I had no boundaries with spirit and would just kind of tune in to whatever. I like to think of it as a radio. I would tune into the radio with whatever was playing, um, which was often these people that were, um, when a soul's trying to cross over, at least for me, they can get really detailed and can consume your energy and they can tell you their entire life story. And so for me, that was just kind of terrifying because I'd get these people that would come to me and they'd be like, oh my God, I died this horrific death and I need you to find my sister and tell her this. And I remember just feeling like consumed by these things of like, oh my God, I need to like write this down and this could be like just so big and really got consumed by it. Um, didn't have a healthy relationship with it and asked for help, kind of turned back to my Catholic roots. And I remember talking to my dad about it in a different way and he was like oh well did you ask the saints for help <laughs> i was like oh i didn't even think about that um and so started asking um a saint a particular saint i always felt close with was archangel michael and so i was asking the angels for help with this and got some amazing downloads from spirit on what to do how to set boundaries kayla was big with helping me set boundaries and reminding me to set them um, so I kind of figured out what some best practices for myself. I, I asked very detailed, what is my role? Why do I see people like this? Why does this happen to me? You know, because apparently, I don't know. I'm like, this is hard to deal with in my everyday life. Like, what do I do with this? I, I need some help. And so Spirit came through with some help and guidance on that. Um, now it's a very natural part of my, my day. Yeah, and what's the, sorry to interrupt. Like, what's the term that you came across I can't remember. It's like farrier of souls, yeah. right? Yeah. Psychopomp. Yeah. Um, farrier of souls, which I looked into this and even in the Catholic, um, the catechism about, not the catechism, I think I'm describing that wrong, but the descriptions we have about Archangel Michael, they're like, oh, he's a farrier of souls. He helps the dead cross over. And I'm like, my jam. No wonder I've been vibing with this guy for my whole life. <laughs> but yeah, I got some help um, from that. And I feel like that was a very long-winded story of my spiritual journey. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Thank you. Um, all, every piece is very important because it's like, here we are trying to live these lives and our gift, what I've noticed is your gifts are going to come through no matter what. And these are the little threads of anyone who is like, I don't know if I have spiritual gifts or I don't know if I have callings. Like, you know, your first calling was I'm connecting with energy, right? I, I'm connecting with this deep energy around me. And I get creeped out by certain objects and um, that creep out, like now that we're older and understand this might just be your reaction, right? To feeling um, the energy coming from an object. So I would argue you're an energy healer, energy sensor, right? And then you have this beautiful journey of like, oh, I'm actually deeply connected to my past lives and I'm having real memories surface. And so a lot of us, you know, I love that story that you told because we might have, you know, particular like aversion to a time in history or a drawn, um, a drawing to it. And that's our soul um, kind of coming through in this, in this opportunity for healing. Mm -hmm. And as your sister, you know, you were one of those kids who needed a little bit of extra care and attention. You were highly um, emotionally intelligent, like very in tune with other people's emotions. And your natural response was to shut that down, which is a trauma response from what happened um, in the Holocaust as you experienced those um, awful 
torturous things that happened to you and I won't go into it but Hillary has shared with me you know like kind of some of her experiences and so it's interesting that you're living this life where you don't have immediate trauma in our family unit right from you know not that level of trauma we all have trauma but not yeah little t trauma like growing up right like just parents being parents and (laughs) our family being what it is and but you know nothing like major stuck out like you didn't have a sexual assault as a kid you didn't have um you know abusive parents like that wasn't a thing so there was no like real reason for you to be having this response of shutting things down um and so you know here you are I love that you told that story because it's like why am I like this (laughs) like I there's no reason like there's no one else in the family experience so these experiences I think are very valuable to share because they're the breadcrumbs to your connection with spirit and I love how you weave all that in um, with what yeah. was happening and your connection with writing and your connection with journaling being a place of solace for you throughout all of this. Um, yeah, very powerful. Yeah, go ahead. That, um, not only was I having the memories, but as Kayla mentioned, like I was having the trauma from those memories resurface. Yes. And I very much had those. There's a lot of healing for me and, and um, opportunity to get some help. So if you feel that you have things etching their way through and they're causing a little anxiety or some, some interesting responses that you didn't or wouldn't expect from your current life situation, there's some healing to be done um, and some help. You can get help for that. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to accept this idea that, oh, <laughs> this isn't from this life. Like, and that's such an important thing that we as healers, I think go through, especially as spiritual, you know, as a spiritual medium, as a spiritual healer, it's going to impact your gifts. It's going to, um, your healing is your work. So it's all going to come out. Um, and one of the things I wanted you to share with people is you have synesthesia. So could you briefly touch on what synesthesia is. And I think that's a huge part in how you're, you know, you're crafted with light story, uh, your musicianship and your sensing of energy looks very differently than it would for other people. And these gifts are pretty incredible. I have a personal opinion that synesthesia is like part of our evolutionary journey. And you're like one of those more evolutionary advanced uh, people. And I don't mean that like to sound pompous, but what I mean is like, I think more and more people have this ability than is described and it's going to keep happening in our evolutionary on the science level. That journey is just going to keep opening up similar to how I also believe that like, that's why so many of us are opening up as healers right now. I feel like it's in our human evolution right now is this ability to go, wait a second, we are these spiritual beings. And I do think there's some sort of biological process happening that is allowing us in our physical bodies to be more open than we ever have been as a species. Um, go ahead. Tell us about yeah, synesthesia. No, you're good. Um, I recently heard of the term or there's a healer in town here in Billings who it's like, because I described my process to her and she's like, well, you do light language. And I was like, I'd never heard of light language. What's that? And I was like, oh, that's actually like a big part of my, like, I'm like, well, my synesthesia. <laughs> like, so I'll just kind of briefly describe my experience. So synesthesia is the crossing of senses, I think is the literal translation of that term. Um, it's when uh, stimulus in one sense can trigger um, 
stimulus than another. And so for me, I have um, my sight and sound are paired and there's two roads with that. There's a way where um, there's so many different experiences. You can have one version of this and not have the other. And so I'll describe kind of just, I have multiple versions happening at the same time, which of course made me sensitive as a kid, damn it. <laughs> um, so for me, sound and audio. So when I see motion, um, I said sound and audio, sound and visual. So when I see motion, I hear this audio um, stimulus in my ear. And so like the best way to describe this is a muted television. And so when the TV's muted, shouldn't hear anything, right? Well, like I never understood the mute button when I was a kid because I still hear this like, it's like, it's nothing fantastic or grandiose, but it's enough. It's just these auditory cues that are going off in my brain. And so I get that um, stimulus going. And then I have the opposite where when I hear audio, I see these visual stimulus, this visual cues. Um, this is all automatic. I've had people, they're like, oh, is it just like a visit, vivid imagination? I'm like, no, it's like, it's hardwired into my brain. I cannot shut it off, even if I wanted to, um, which made trying to club in my early 20s a freaking nightmare because it's just this like sensory overload. And on top of that, I have incredibly sensitive hearing or did at that time. It's starting to, starting to fade and come down to normal, which is wonderful. You didn't want to break it down at the club and start dancing and seeing all the lights. Oh, <laughs> Remember so that nice. Ellie Goulding song? Lights. La, 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 lights. <laughs> is that your no, life? I couldn't understand why everyone else thought it was fun. I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> and so I would just, you know, you'd have a couple drinks trying to catch up to everybody else. And, you know, it just wasn't the, the, the way for me to deal with that. But yeah, now I just, I can put earplugs in and I can club and I can be that nerd with neon green earplugs stick it on my ear but then I'm enjoying myself so <laughs> so I have those two versions of synesthesia um I also have I think it's called color graph me Kayla has this too where letters and numbers are colored you have that right yeah I sometimes do I more have the um I like when things are muted they're very much making noise yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's more fun you can google these um i think synesthesia.org is a it has a, is a great resource there's a few synesthesia websites um but there's that one there's another form of it where you visualize time outside of your body and for me it's this big wheel which sounds really like prophetic but it's it's actually a really dinky looking wheel in my brain um and so just like calendars have a space around me my like sense of a day is like outside of me it's very interesting there's so many different versions of this that think um can help you on your journey when you start to become aware of like hey I might be neuro neurologically atypical or neurodivert I might be neurodivergent from what neurotypical people experience um it was a big healing moment for me to realize that I had these things um because I just been called sensitive my whole life and then you're like great I'm just sensitive <laughs> <laughs> as you're talking I'm like I would love for you to do a master class in the spiritual business academy like of synesthesia and how that could how that relates to your gifts so be looking for that because yeah. that would be a really fun class to do um for <laughs> listeners and yeah anyways yeah no I'm glad you said that because the way that that does relate to my my gifts is spirit will commit communicate with me visually which comes out odd like in my ear like I'll hear things but I'm also seeing them and they're completely nonsensical. So, like people are like, "Oh, that sounds amazing!" Like, describe what you're seeing, and I'm like, 
that's pretty weird. <laughs> like it's just these weird shapes and flashes, um, which somehow translates to language for me, which is where that light language component comes in, where it just feels like this super quick download that would look nonsensical on paper to anybody else, but immediately translates to like, oh, you blah, blah, blah. Like, I, and that's how I give my spiritual readings is I just feel, I hear these things and I see them in my mind's eye and it translates to this really quick of like, hey, you're anxious about that big decision coming up in July. And I'm like, I'm leaving my job. I'm like, there we go. <laughs> um, so it's really fascinating. But I didn't always lean into that. Like I thought that I had to hear it a certain way. I thought it would come to me in a different, I don't know. You just get this like perception of like one of my favorite mediums growing up was Teresa Caputo. She has her own beautiful style of how she communicates with spirit. It's radically different from mine. And that's great. I think both styles are completely valid. But as I was coming into my own, I thought it had to be a certain way. Mm. But the more I tuned into who I was and my own unique, sensitive experience, <laughs> like, oh, I can really hone what's 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 been naturally given to me and work with that. Yeah, that's so powerful. I think a lot of us have that. And there are certain mediums, and I'm not saying Teresa Peter is this way at all, because I really have no clue what her views are at all about this. But there are certain mediums I have found who are very... Um, or just spiritual types, right? This is the way to do the thing. I've even encountered this in books and readings. And I'm just like, well, maybe for you, I call BS. I've given plenty of successful readings, quote unquote, whatever you want to call success. It's a whole other topic. Um, not using that. And I think it's really important to talk about that in the spiritual space because, um, you know, in the Spiritual Business Academy, I, there's not one way to teach this stuff. And so the whole academy is like an exploration of how that works for you. Because I think so, how many conversations have we had on calls and coaching calls with people where it was like, oh, well, this works for me, but that's definitely not going to work. And so it's just about finding and honing in that connection, right? Like, because I know some students, they don't, they don't see anything. There's no visual for them. It's mostly auditory. For other people, they're not hearing anything. It's all feeling, right? And so um, part of what we do inside the academy is just kind of tease apart what that feeling, what it is for you and then help you kind of develop that. So I, I love this example of synesthesia and using your, you know, your senses and your gifts to really just kind of come into what is true for you spirit-wise. Um I wanted you to touch a little bit today, if you, if if we can, a little bit about when this bridge between, okay, so Hillary is, you know, kind of hasn't really said this, but she has a master's degree that she got in England, and that's a whole story in itself, but, you know, she had this master's degree in music composition, came back to the States, and um, has had this whole journey with um, finding, you know, her place and, and becoming, stepping into her life coaching stepping into her spiritual mediumship side. So I was hoping you could touch a little bit on what it was like for you to admit that you're spiritual medium in public online to followers that you had who previous, cause you had, you've been growing this following since like 2018 and you have this um, following online and um, it was like one day you're going to announce you're a medium. Can you tell us a little bit about what that felt like. And we'll just, yeah, I'll let you just yeah, tell us. Dive into that a little bit. So when I got back 
So I did my master's degree back in 2017, graduated in 2018. Actually just woke up from a dream that I was back in England at the pub, which was hilarious. Um, yeah, did it. Um, was able to do that overseas in England, which was a beautiful transformative experience. Um, European culture in general is a little bit more welcoming and opening to the arts than Western Montana. I have no, I can't speak for the East Coast. I think they're thriving over there, they're kicking ass, but in Western society, like Western America, like geographically Western America, um, I, th I thought, had a thought about that the other day. It was like, the arts aren't really one thing we took with us when we went West. <laughs> like we're trying. Except for California. <laughs> yeah. And it's trying its best to like- Rural, I'd say like rural Western. Rural, yeah. yeah. Rural <laughs> and anyway, so I got home. So I went from living in this beautiful place where music is just all over. There's musical jobs flying out of everything. And come back to Montana and everyone's still like, yeah, but music's a hobby. Like, what are you going to do with yourself? Um, love Montana, didn't want to leave and just kind of was like, all right, we'll just figure it out. We'll make it work. So I spent nine months looking for a job. I fell into a massive depressive state. Um, you'd think with a master's, you'd just be employable. People always say, oh, just get a degree. Like you'll get a job anywhere. Well, not, not nobody wants to hire someone with a master's. I say nobody because I did get a job. Um, it was very hard for me to, to find employment because I, I felt grossly overqualified for a lot of things. And then I was like, I have student loans that I have to pay back. So I need a certain, you know, income threshold. Anyways, um, fell into that massive depressive, um, had a massive depressive episode and got into exercise and believe, fully believe that exercise saved my life and helped pull me back on the up and up um, through the endorphins it releases, through just the connecting with my body again. Um, had such an amazing transformative experience getting into health and wellness that it was like, oh man, this is, I got to share this with all these musicians. Like we got to get, we got to join, do our fitness journey. And <laughs> so have the handle, my handle on Instagram is the healthy composer. And I just, I love that identity so much that I, I think I can weave the spiritual one into it. And health is so many different terms. And I love the idea of spiritual health, mental health, and physical health in any body, any ability. Um, we all have these unique journeys. And so, yeah, really was on the health and wellness side of things. And then September of last year, so September of 2021, um, like up until that, the six months prior to that, I was wanting to do health coaching for musicians and was posting and posting about it and felt like I had these two identities growing inside of me. And I think often when we were beginning to step into this space, there's this, well, I'll have an Instagram where it's just me being my spiritual self, or I'll have an Instagram that's like my other self that I would present to my old high school friends. <laughs> No, you are Rihanna. You get to be yeah. Rihanna. And so I had that kind of disjunct going on. Even started a, a now, you know, inact. I need to deactivate this account because I don't get on it. That's the spiritual musician that like I tried to split myself with these two points. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll have these two versions of my identity. It'll be great. It wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> was not getting any clients in that space, interestingly enough. Uh, which isn't to say that it wouldn't have panned out, but it just wasn't my authentic self and I wasn't taking action that was fully aligned with who I was, which I know Kayla talks a lot about and has helped me a lot with who I was. She's like, of course you're not getting clients. You're split into two different personalities. Like, be yourself. <laughs> be Rihanna, except Hillary. Be Hillary. 
So in September of 2021, I kind of had the, the come to Jesus moment to get back to Catholicism for a second. I'm just kidding. Um, I had that come to Jesus moment and I was like, all right, I think I have to whole ass this. I've been half assing it. Let's whole ass it. Mm. Um, which was like one of my favorite Parks and Rec quotes. <laughs> Never half ass two things, whole ass one thing. So I decided to whole ass this, um, which looked like telling my friends around me that I wanted to do spiritual readings and luckily I have this beautiful um and very supportive friend group we we joke that we're all this like mini coven of witches that gets together and burns the patriarchy down with our um spiritual readings we'll give each other the friend that reads tarot it's it's a lot of fun um but they're very supportive and my my family's very supportive and right off the bat um so I finally, like, Spirit had kind of been giving me this idea of, like, you need to come together and be one person. So I was like, all right, well, I'd like to to give five spiritual readings by the end of the year and see if that, if this is for me. Well, by October, my friend Allie had told all her friends and I had five spiritual readings lined up. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, that moves fast. Uh, <laughs> bless Allie's heart. She's a great, she brings things together. She's awesome. And um, by the end of the year, kind of came into this like all right I want to do this let's do this I, apparently this is where I want to be and um still was trying to marry the health and wellness with the spiritual side and um now I just feel called to do a lot of just the spiritual wellness because I think for me when you are feeling spiritually aligned the health and wellness is so much easier <laughs> yeah. like I was doing a workout the other day and I was like like I just feeling emotions and allowing myself to feel them has very been a big part of my spiritual journey and if you ever do cardio it becomes very spiritual very quickly because all of these emotions I have a theory that they, they can't really stay stored in your body when you're working it that hard it's a great catalyst for bringing them up and anyways so I I resisted it for so long but the more I embrace it the more I realize all of these things have been tied together from the start the music, the going on the journey to connect with my body, you know, in music, physically and emotionally, um, pulling these emotions together, working on this health and wellness journey allowed me to cultivate a very um, open vessel spiritually to begin to receive these things and to work on all of this all together. So it may seem far-fetched at the time when you're like, I don't know how the hell this relates. And it's hilarious because Kayla and my life coach, Jamie, were both like, Hillary, this is all connected. It's so easy to see. <laughs> yeah, but that's such an important part because we don't see it. And no. I I myself have that block, right? And again, oh, Kayla bringing up shadow work on the podcast. What? what? That's why shadow work can be so powerful because it helps you see that unseen part little plug for shadow work there but um that's the part it's like we think these things don't matter or we make them mean something or like and so our journey as healers it's all all of our journeys are different and yet there's always this common thread of like I have this deep healing experience that had to happen with myself um I have had these gifts all along here I am called to help other people um I will speak one more. Are you yeah, go ahead. I'm out of the closet. Yeah, I was about to touch on that. So yeah. go. thank you. It was terrifying. Um, I think a lot of us have, this comes up in a lot of my readings, is the, the witch's wound is I think what it's called, is the yeah. archetype for it. But it's this um, very deep, remember I was talking about those, uh, you know, your memories and the trauma comes up with your memories. Um, a lot of us, I believe, were healers in past lives where it was not safe for us to do that. So, and 
you know, it's, it seems one thing to be like, oh, we'll just get over it. Or like, now it is safe. So it's not a big deal. But a lot of us do experience the full body trauma response. When we go to say we're healers in this life, I was no exception to that. And literally every cell in my body is screaming, you're going to die. <laughs> if you tell people you're going to do this, then I luckily have a wonderful coach, Jamie. I have Kayla who's um, guided me. She came out of the closet, spiritually speaking, before I did. Um, so it could kind of help me through that trauma response. But very, very big, massive fear that had to come out of my body. And I still work on it. Thank God for tapping. I do a lot of tapping on it. <clears throat> Why is it not okay for me? Why do I not want to be seen right now? What What's the danger in me being seen? Oh, in my past life, blah, 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 blah happened. Of course I don't want to do this. I'm afraid my body's physically like, don't do that again. We're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So if you experience any fear, um, you're, you're okay. And that comes up a lot, even in my sessions where people are starting to explore their gifts and then they're like, I just get this panic. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's totally normal. That's natural. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to you in a previous life? Of course you're experiencing panic. It's all good. Mm, totally. I talk a lot that, about that a lot in my, in, on this podcast about um, the collective wounding that we experience. So even if you haven't been able to like pinpoint a past life, or, you know, that just doesn't resonate with you. It's the collective wounding. We're all part of that collective energy. So you're feeling it from other, from your sisters, from your, from those of us who were healers and that divine feminine wounding that happened and is still happening, um, but that we're overcoming. And so it's natural, like, even if it's like, oh, you know, that didn't happen to me in past life, what's happening in the collective is <laughs> so you're picking it up and it's part of your soul. You know, we are one. <laughs> And so you're picking all of that energy up. And so, yeah, it's such a powerful reminder. Like, oh, it did not feel good to come out as a spiritual healer medium, like which whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it's a huge part of why people stay where they're at in their gifts is that that trauma response is happening. We might be unconscious of that trauma response. And then, you know, that real fear that we might not fully be aware of that play. So thank you for sharing your story with that one more quick thing was that fear of acceptance. I was like, I have all these professional contacts in music. Mm. What are they going to think? They're going to think I'm batshit crazy. Um, I've now come to the point where I'm like, if they think I'm batshit crazy, like we're not really friends anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Are they going to help you? That's such an important, yes. They're not here for me anyways. And that's great. They can unfollow me. And yeah. Please them, uh, which yeah. was very liberating and freeing. And I was amazed by how many people have stayed and are mm. still my friend which is cool yeah that's one of the things people ask me all the time um when they're about to, they're wanting to come out with their gifts or um they're wanting to kind of be in this space where they're like how many people have told you you're nuts and I'm like zero <laughs> zero people and whether they're talking about it behind my back I don't know <laughs> like maybe not to my face <laughs> not to my face and I like I just really to be honest haven't experienced that persecution um in this life. And I think that's something to be said for a lot of us. That doesn't mean like I won't as I continue in my authentic journey and continue to try to be as authentic as possible that, you know, I won't share something that sets someone off. Um, but really either I'm just immune to like immune mentally, like I'm not seeing it, like maybe that did happen and I'm not remembering it. Um, but no, I, I, there's more support. What I'm really trying to say here is there's more support than we ever think. 
and we inspire a lot of people. I've had professional contracts who have actually reached out to me and been like, will you uh, talk about this spiritual topic? Because I want to incorporate that. So you never know who you're impacting and so powerful. And if someone doesn't resonate with it, then bye, get off my island. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, unfollow me. It's really easy. I'll, I'll drop yeah. the unfollow button. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's okay. Like we're not an energetic match. So that's great um yay well Hillary um can you tell the people where they can find you and book a session with you Hillary's sessions are uh really powerful and um some of my own my own clients have gone to Hillary and they're like oh my gosh I love seeing the difference between you and your sister you're very similar but Hillary's gifts are um they're they're amazing they're a different flavor she's very you like, I love how like throughout this journey, like you're called to engineering because you are that analytical person. Oh. And I've had so many people tell me that your an- analysis of their, like their reading is spot on. And so I'm like, I think it's funny as your sister and as someone watching from the outside, I'm like, that's who you are though. Like you see the world in this. And so it's so beautiful because it comes through in the reading and like, people are like, it's just so clear, like the map that you're able to lay out for people. And so I think that's also your gifts coming through. Um, so if you're looking for clarity and perspective, um, yeah, I recommend Hillary, to be honest. Um, I love that. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that makes sense. Because I give you like detailed note or I write the notes down. My handwriting's terrible, so I type them for you. And there's always like spirit gives assignments, there's action steps, there's blah blah blah. Like I'm very data driven. Very data driven results. So (laughs) it's true though. And I'm like, oh, it's so funny because there's your there's that side of you. And engineering obviously wasn't it, but it's still who you are. And it's very beautiful. Yeah, I know. Little nugget from someone who's watching you. Um, okay, so yeah, tell the people where they can find you. I will also link these in the show notes. And if you want to be coached by Hillary, she has her own incredible life coaching. She's also inside the Spiritual Business Academy. So if you want a specific Spiritual Business Academy coaching, she is a coach now for us. I'm so excited um, for this. Yes, and she also does her own spiritual coaching and life coaching and, and wellness coaching um so you know pick which platform you want from her but yeah tell us all the things it all ties together I know I thought I was a wellness coach and like ah it's just when something's wrong in your life you know and you need help with one thing it ripples into everything which is really beautiful but you can find me on the web at thehealthymusiciansite.com I'm never going to get rid of that title I just love it um I am the healthy composer on Instagram because I think the healthy musician was taken on Instagram so thehealthymusiciansite.com the healthy composer on Instagram and then on Facebook, Hillary Jean coaching, which is make it easier for you. Hey, um, you can also follow on. I'm also on Instagram with my jewelry is crafted with light in T M is in Montana. Um, and then on Facebook as well, crafted with lights. In T. Yes. So, and Hillary um, is on a podcast sounds of the world podcast. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I haven't, we just haven't done one in a while that I forgot about that. Um, I do have one of my, my co-hosts, Bill, and I have the Sounds of the World podcast, where I guess get to keep that music connection alive. We interview amazing musicians, and we're always going down the rabbit hole with their life story, which is really cool. I don't know. It's a ton of fun. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody. 
If you are interested in the Spiritual Business Academy, I invite you to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash join Spiritual Business Academy. I will link that in the show notes. Our Facebook group is where we do lots of lives. You get lots of free, amazing, deep content. If you are ready to just join the Spiritual Business Academy and work on all things spiritual business, gift development, um, and the business side, getting clients, making offers, marketing, all the fun things, um, then I encourage you to go to kaylalappin.com slash the Spiritual Business Academy and either book a call with me to see if you're a fit for the Academy um, or just go on and purchase it and get right on in. I do offer payment plans. You can't do them online. So you'd have to book a call with me to discuss that. But thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Hillary, for joining us. I'll let you say goodbye to everybody and we move in this thing. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, this has just been such an honor and a wonderful way to wake up on a Wednesday morning. Yay. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next time, everybody.